we're just gonna awkwardly start this. Yeah, we're just gonna awkwardly start this, and then I guess I'll cut, and then that's when the episode starts. You know, like that's that's the way to do right. it. Yeah. So, so has it started? I guess this is. Yeah, this <laughs> is how this is start. Yeah. So we are back for episode three of yeah the bedroom broadcast. <laughs> we like, are. The name annoys me, but I like it. <laughs> that's 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 the appropriate response. Yeah, and um, we are on some streaming services right now and might be on some more by the time this airs. But so far, we are on Spotify and one other that the name wasn't catchy enough for me to remember it. But oh, uh, no, is it some like I have random? No, I, yeah, podcast. some random, some, yeah, exactly, some random streaming app that I forget the name of. <laughs> they're okay. gonna i'm gonna get taken off of this app after this episode goes up on it for sure <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they already know which one they are yeah nobody know. knows what they oh, are you know <laughs> uh <laughs> but right. yeah here we are what's up josh yeah how's it going man it's how all, you doing it's going all right you know same, same old same old you know playing guitar in a bedroom going outside yeah. to, <laughs> to catch some fresh air and getting going and then going right back inside you know. I know. I need those breaks. Like I can't oh. just sit and play guitar. I'll, I'll literally get a headache. So like I have to walk outside and focus on something else. Yeah. You know what I've been doing? That's it's it's not really funny. So like the, we have we both we both have the same film lights, and I I kind of turn them on when I'm recording because my lights are, make noise as we we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, but so when it's really late at night, I go full warm light <laughs> instead of uh, the blue light. And yeah. then I get less headaches. <laughs> oh, how weird. Oh, so you use them as normal lights? Well, not all the time. I have one kind of set up behind my desk. Like, that's the one I'm mm-hmm. using for my, my main light right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I turn it on when I'm recording. Because if I, I need to record without my regular lights on. But we talked right. about that last time. But, yeah, like, I go full full warm and then everything's like kind of yellow and orange, but I have no headaches. And then I can work till right. like 3 a.m. Well, it's like that thing the uh, that Apple does. I yeah, think exactly. PC does it too now. But, yeah, um, it's exactly like screen. that, except I hate it on my computer. <laughs> I actually use it every night. I like it. You do? I don't use it if I'm like, you know, editing color or anything like that. Right. But if I'm uh, just recording or browsing the internet or something it helps me a lot because when i have that bright blue light it definitely yeah it's uh it's painful keeps me up but yeah um yeah so dude i've been listening to the the tigran thing today because it came out what a couple days ago yeah that's a crazy album i actually i haven't listened to the whole thing i just listened to the track with tosin because uh someone was like yo put it on so i put it on mm-hmm. Uh, and it's obviously crazy because like those two guys on one recording, like I didn't know records could like withstand two guys like that on the same song, you know, like I didn't know we had the, I didn't know the technology was good enough for that to get captured. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like for me, I feel like Tigran mixed with like an animals as leaders collaboration thing is like where i want prog to be oh that's like my vision of what (laughs) prog should be i completely agree and you know what's really cool so on mock roots you know the the Mm -hmm. most famous album yeah the album one of my favorite albums ever yeah Yeah. the album that everyone was like shit dog like we gotta up our game Mm -hmm. um so the drums on that record are kind of metal right like the 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 kick is like a bit clicky and stuff in like in in the metal scoopy kick way without which I love love obviously and then but mm-hmm. on this new record he went full jazz drum sound which is really interesting like really boomy kick and stuff but the drummer even though I know he's I forget his name he's um he's a he's a me- he's a jazz guy but he okay. plays like a prog like chops guy like it's and hits hard and stuff it's it's a crazy sound really especially with tosin like on that track it's just the Mm -hmm. sound design of the record is really it's just really modern in every way like it's combining the sounds of these modern jazz records of the past 15 years you know like like invisible cinema by aaron parks or like all those other records and combining that with the 
this new prog sound you know like pushing the boundaries of of fusion right yeah well because like most prog i don't really listen to (laughs) (laughs) you know so like tigran is like prog for me that's like because it's so harmonically interesting Mm -hmm. and it's like the rhythm stuff maybe some of it um well most of it is stuff that like a metal guy wouldn't normally play like all the for sure the septuplets into like quintuplets all the tuplets (laughs) yeah so many tuplets yeah like the way tigran feels time is insane yeah but he also like phrases them differently than a metal yeah band would right so like absolutely when he has like the sevens into the fives and stuff he'll be like you know and like a metal guy maybe wouldn't phrase it in that way well it's also it's it's what you're exposed to right so he's an armenian pianist so the stuff mm-hmm. that he's studied and transcribed is very harmonically and metrically dense right but if you're a metal player who's listened to metalcore for 10 years and like that's the stuff that's influencing influencing your style like obviously you're not gonna the stuff that's coming out in it's the stuff that's going to come out of your playing isn't going to be more exotic than the stuff that you're exposed to. But it's, right. it's crazy that T Graham is popular in the metal scene. You know, this kind of like artist that yeah. comes from a completely different background, popular in this modern metal scene. Like that's really cool. And I think that's well, the more, best way. More to... like the, the progressive metal scene. Yeah. I don't know if he's popular in like yeah, a normal that's fair. metal. That's fair. Actually, you're, you're totally right. But yeah, like I Which think, is kind of why I like the progressive metal scene so much is because it's metal musicians who actually listen to other music. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you go to a normal metal show, everyone's like, oh, metal is the only good music. Mm-hmm. But, but that, like uh, at a progressive metal show, everyone's trying to get so much influence from everything else, from like jazz or from guys like Tigran, mm-hmm. that it's just, it's much more my taste. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think like as an artist, like the goal would be to be popular in a different niche than your own. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like you have all these prog bands that are trying to be more um, straightforward and accessible because, yo, if you get on a pop tour or if you break into that mainstream world, you're killing. Mm-hmm. Or you have these guys trying to get heavier to to start reeling in the prog metal fans, you know what I'm saying? Or like Polyphia that's trying to do like trap to break into that world. Like the second you're the artist that stands out in a different niche, you're going to be in a good place. I think. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I think it's, that's pretty hard for specifically prog because oh, it's absolutely. so technically focused that a lot of people aren't into that. For sure. Um, I mean, obviously I enjoy it, but I can definitely understand how some people are like, oh, it's too much. It's too flashy. And I would rather just have something that's catchy. So it's cool to see guys like Polyphia kind of go into and like capture some of the, the, you know, not the prog audience, but a different audience. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, you know, I respect that. Like you're trying to, you're trying to break into a different scene and Tigram like fully did it to bring it back to that. He did it fully yeah. <laughs> did it with uh, the prog stuff. He's killing it. I just I got to see this band live like I uh I know. Man, that's going to be crazy. And uh, and Evan Marion on bass too. That guy's crazy. Evan Marion is like, oh, I love him. He's another one of those guys where oh, it's like yes. his music has influenced me so much. Yeah, me too. And he was one of the last guys to play with uh fuck uh Alan Holdsworth. Which yep. is like you know, like you just, uh, you, you, how, you know, you, he was so close to greatness right before it was over, you know, like he played those last, that last tour, I think that's when he got the gig with, uh, uh, what's yeah. that with, what's the drummer's name? Um, Virgil Donati. Oh, I did not know. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So Virgil Donati Damn. is like alan holdsworth's drummer for the past little while in the trio Mm. uh i don't i don't know the whole lore to be honest about how like that got together but i know that that's who he was playing with for a while and then and then evan marion joined like in when did alan die 2018 oh i don't know well he joined that year basically 
I love the the stuff that Evan does with um like Tim Miller or like Wayne Krantz. Oh my god, that like, stuff is it's so, so cool. cool. And oh I hate how it's god. all in New York. I wish he, he would just fly here in LA, not Canada. <laughs> Canada. I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you know, well I can I mean not right now, but I'm I'm way closer to New York than you are. Right. I could drive to New York. Not right now. Oh really? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like uh it's like a hefty seven hour, eight hour drive. You oh, know? Okay. It's yeah, like, so I can not do really it. like not drive really. super casually. It's, uh, it's, I thought you were gonna be like, oh it's like an hour. <laughs> no, 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 oh bro. <laughs> no. Uh that's like I think Boston is like a couple hours away from New York. Oh, okay. But um yeah, like all those types of all that sort of like fusion, modern guitar fusion, you know, the stuff that Tim Miller is doing, like with mm-hmm. that type of trio, like I fuck with it. Like that's what I want to do sometimes. Yeah. Dude, that that tone that he gets and like him and guys like Alan Holdsworth have been influencing me a ton, which I'm starting to hear it a little bit in my playing. I mean, obviously not anywhere close to their level, but I yeah. can definitely, I'm trying to yeah. go for that sometimes just because sure, I love yeah. it so much. But a whole generation of guitarists before our generation is heavily influenced by Alan, right? Like all the right. guys that we've transcribed are heavily influenced by Alan. So it comes down, like you have this whole generation of guitarists that kind of like have those tendencies, like that legato thing, you know what I'm saying? Right, but it's like a very, very, I feel like there's different kinds of legato, right? There's legato where you can really hear the accent of every note, and then there's a legato where it's super smooth yeah. sounding, and I feel and, like and he's a definitely, lot of the slower Alan Holdsworth stuff was like that. Yeah, he's definitely on the liquidy, smoother side, although mm-hmm. like everything he phrases was like perfectly in time, you know, like I don't know how he was doing that stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think with the, the the prog generation taking from that is, um, sorry to rephrase that, I'm going to try to say a better sentence. Uh, uh, so taking that kind of smooth legato style mm-hmm. and pushing that right now, like a lot of players are making it more percussive, more uh, like metrically obvious, you know, like the division, you know, like Tom Quayle obviously mm-hmm. does the, you know, he's always like on the grid exactly right that was kind of the name that came to mind when i was thinking right. about it yeah like so he's like hear, yeah you can hear every note the, sounds super defined exactly which is like very different from a player like alan holdsworth it's just a very different way to not only phrase but to also feel the time right mm-hmm. like it, it's more angular less uh straightforward and i think there's like good and bad to I mean, there's, there's just qual- different qualities to like the way of, right. of phrasing yeah, yeah. like that, right? Like, I tend to be a bit more on the grid when I when I phrase my legato, but it, it's just that's just because that's what I've been conditioned to do, you know. But like players mm-hmm. like, uh, oh man. I'm so bad at names, but yeah, some, some players are just like on the completely, the the complete opposite of the spectrum of that legato percussive thing. It's very yeah, I interesting. I feel like your legato is very percussive, which I like. Um, like yours is too, yours is as well, especially because of the hybrid stuff. Well there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is then. Yeah. The hybrid picking really uh, adds that percussiveness to it. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm still trying to be more, I think I'm more influenced by the tone, actually, of right. like Alan Holdsworth and stuff like that. Like that's been yeah, I agree. Kind of getting in my playing a lot, which I like. <laughs> no, it's only good, <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like I, I, as a as a kid, I didn't uh, I didn't understand Alan Holdsworth. Like it took me a while to like get it and be like, oh, this is sick. It took me a while to to be able to listen to it and appreciate it. Like only in the past few Mm -hmm. years, I've been like, man, like I need to get some of that. But before I was like, how do you listen to this? You know, I was always put off by the, the sound of the songs until recently. Now I love it. You mean like like the the audio, like the recording quality, you mean like the tones and stuff. And I remember the bass tone. I was like, Oh, it has like that cheesy, that cheesy fusion. (laughs) Right. But Uh, now I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I like or I the live albums way more. I like the live albums way more than his recorded albums because it's like oh, okay, it's gonna sound like shit anyways, and then you could see you hear like him performing, right? Like mm-hmm. that uh, live album with uh, non-brewed condiments on it is fucking crazy. Just like oh, or that album he has with a singer man. Oh, that's such a trippy album. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. so it's like it's like it's like that. trio, and then he has a singer, and yo, whoever decides to sing on with an, in a band with Alan Holdsworth, like that guy right. has huge balls, like because bro, like the changes, bro, <laughs> it makes no sense. But like <laughs> that album is ridiculous. It's all. It's ridiculous. always cool hearing a singer sing over changes. I know, I love it. I feel like most. I guess I'm in a different world, but like when I hear like a normal pop singer and like stuff like that it's not they had they don't even have the ability to hear that there's changes going on or they can maybe hear oh this is a are different you, key but i don't know what key are, it you, is. are you are you talking some shit right now is that... <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I, I i just really appreciate when a singer knows theory and stuff oh yeah i i feel you like it's also i feel like a s- singer's singing over complex changes catches the ear way more than instruments doing that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because it happens less, although that's definitely the case, but I think it's just, you know, the vocal vocal vocals have such a, an impact on the listener. Like even I, as a guitarist, like the vocals are the stuff that catches me in a lot of recordings. Right. So when you have mm-hmm. like complex harmony being carried by the most, the most, the most easily perceived instrument in the band, I think it's, it creates something really interesting. Right? I think also vocals have a more, have more of an obligation to like pick the right notes yeah. to sing over changes or just sing in general. When a guitar player, you can kind of just like, yeah, you can kind of uh... noodle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and get to the, you know, you can get to the right notes of, at some point, but like, I feel like a singer, you have to be hitting the yeah. best choices for each. Yeah. You got to make it count. You got to make it count. Right. And you know what? You know what's crazy in vocalists, is, and and there's none mm. of that. There's never any. There's not enough chromaticism in vocal lines. Oh yeah, <laughs> but is that when, what you want in vocal lines? Yeah, that's what I want in vocal lines. But when you hear it, <laughs> like when you hear Elspeth um, Spalding's tunes, and she does like a chromatic line in her in her in her lines, just like shit, dog, like that slaps, like it's real hip, <laughs> and it's re- it stands out really well. You know, I mean, sorry, it stands out a lot from the song because that's such a rare thing to happen in lines, especially right. melodies. Like, you know, vocal solos will have it because the person that's soloing, like will know like to, to do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in a main melody to have a, to have a chromatic line, right. It's a bold just, move. It's a bold move, but fuck, <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That stuff is whack. Man, like, (laughs) that's the thing with vocals. Like, I feel like the barrier to entry is really low. And that's fine, because, like, vocals, there's so many amazing vocalists that don't do any of the stuff that we're talking about. But once you get above that threshold where you start doing, like, like, like hip, hip things, everybody notices. Right. That is interesting. I guess vocals is the, the instrument with the least barrier to entry. And not to say that, like, vocalists who aren't doing that stuff don't work hard. Like they're just working hard on different things. Right. Like, like Mm -hmm. I can't sing for shit. You know, I'm not, I'm absolutely not talking shit about singers. I just feel like no one needs to hear my voice. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely not. I am just saying like the barrier for entry to be like a singer is low, just like the barrier for entry of, of bass is lower than guitar. Like it's way easier for me to get a kid to play a bass line than it is for me to get a kid to play a G chord. Right. Right. But both instruments are just as hard. Oh, for sure. That's, that's the kind of, uh, that's the thing I'm trying to say about vocals. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that like people perceive those instruments like that. They don't, they don't think about, oh, bass and guitar are just as hard to learn Mm -hmm. or to get like, you know, proficient at. Right. They think, oh, bass is easier because it's four strings 
and then they leave it at that and that's like the general what yeah, the general absolutely. population thinks about instruments yeah every everything is hard right exactly <laughs> everything worth doing <laughs> there's is no hard. easy instrument you know there's just some that are easier to start than others but like that goes away pretty quickly absolutely and but i think like finding a way to make every instrument accessible is important well how about this how did you start guitar oh yo guitar hero all the way really yeah like i was playing guitar hero like when i was uh i don't know 11 and then were you good at it no i might might have been but anyways like in one of the like bonus menus there was like oh like guitar hero is like pretty close to real guitar and then it was a video of a guy talking about that and it was like shit maybe i should uh maybe i should see if i can play guitar Mm -hmm. and then then fucking look at me now (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh i can't (laughs) yeah oh i still can't play guitar (laughs) uh but uh yeah like I, i i actually no here so funny story so when i was eight I was in school and I was like, oh, like I wanted to start learning guitar. So I did a year of classical guitar. And then the guitar teacher told my parents, uh, oh, I think you should like try another instrument or something. Cause he's like, not oh, putting man. any work into it. So that's really funny. Cause that totally happened. So, so that's like me at eight. And then at like 11, I was like, oh, like I want to play electric guitar. Yeah. And my parents got me like a few lessons to start just to see how it was. Cause my, my dad had a, a Strat. It's okay. trash guitar, but it was a, it, it was just like a really old Strat. So I kind of just did that for a little while and see how it would did. Uh, sorry. I see uh, to see how it was, how it would go. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, and then I was like fucking hooked right away. I was practicing oh, wow. hours. Do you, do you, you know? remember like, did you want to learn songs at first or were yeah. you just like, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to, you know, I tried to learn some, some ACDC riffs and then I, six months mm-hmm. in i was like i want to learn switch all of mine like all that all the cheesy stuff you know what i'm saying like yeah. i was all i was all it was like yo like here's a pentatonic scale and then i was like i was done i was done once you show me the pentatonic <laughs> scale once you show me the pentatonic scale that's I was still like, all i need yeah fuck yo it still serves me good but yeah like <laughs> once i got the pentatonic scale and he was like okay now we can jam i was like oh my god this is great and you know oh, okay oh so you so you and your dad had like a pretty good back and forth with uh no, so I'm talking. This is like me and the teacher. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, my dad. My dad like has picked up the guitar every so often and like has tried playing new instruments since. But my dad's like, mm-hmm. like he's on the grind. Like he's like on that doctor grind. So he doesn't really like, like he played guitar no. in his twenties and then like through, uh, um, at some point in med school he just didn't have time anymore. But uh, mm-hmm. he vicariously lives through me. Oh yeah, which is cool. Like he's into it. He likes he likes them that I'm like committed to this guitar thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, so they're like, actually good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like uh, uh, I you know a few months into it, I was hooked, and then you know, fucking here we are, eleven years later or whatever. Uh, what about you? What's uh? How'd you get here? Do you want to know my, my yeah, origin? Let's, let's fucking go. <laughs> um, yeah. So my, I, I was obviously I love guitar hero too, but I, I, I didn't play guitar hero until after I started guitar, I guess. Right. Um, so my grandma got me like an acoustic Yo. from like, uh, Oh, where is it from? What was that? Toy Story? Toys R Us. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a horrible, I mean like the worst guitar you could, it was a, the worst acoustic you could possibly imagine. <laughs> but, um, and then my dad had like the songbook of like classic rock songs. And so then I, I started learning the songs and I think the first song I learned was like a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> and then there that defines my whole, <laughs> yeah. whole world is. Yeah classic uh, rock songs yeah um yeah uh, so I, I played acoustic for a while just like simple open chords and stuff and then i would like write my own songs mm-hmm. with just like three chords you know i remember how difficult it was to switch between the different open chords i'd be like how the hell do you go from a g to a d and i was like i cannot do it like easily i have to really focus yeah, I remember the revelation that some fingers can stay in the same place. Yeah. 
that's like that was a yeah, huge yeah. that was a huge stepping stone for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yo um, you know what's funny about guitar hero mm. is that guitar hero is basically sight reading you know what i'm saying <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah but but for that reason i'm still bad at guitar hero <laughs> Oh, because you're bad at sight reading? Or? Yeah, like, I'm, so, like, I'm, like, better at sight reading than, like, the average guitarist, which is not saying much, because the average guitarist is not good at sight reading. Like, and I am not good at sight reading. But I yeah. can, like... Sorry, I was swatting a fly. Oh, not, no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, so, else. like, I, I can read, but sight reading is, like, a whole different challenge, and Guitar Hero is, like, sight reading five notes, you know, because okay. you see it coming at you, and you have to hit it on time. See, I'm good at Guitar Hero, but I'm horrible at sight reading. Well, obviously, like, it's a different thing, right? But having gotten better <laughs> at sight reading, yeah. getting better at sight reading in real life should translate to getting better at Guitar Hero. Because Guitar Hero is, like, the simple part, <laughs> the simple version See, of sight I, reading. I think this is something that people haven't really discussed enough, right? <laughs> Guitar Hero and sight reading should be close... <laughs> Need to be close. We should do. We need to be linked closer, right? We need to do a case study on if people that are good at sight reading get better at Guitar Hero, because I know it could definitely. It doesn't mm-hmm. go the other way around. Like you can be really good at Guitar Hero, but you won't be good at sight reading because it's like a lot of different notes, right? Right. <laughs> but like, if you're really good at sight reading, that is the reflex to <laughs> read ahead and act on time appropriately. You definitely mm-hmm. are better at, at Guitar Hero. Not even to not even and, and I won't even mention like that guitar smith game where you plug in a real guitar. That's not even real shit. Like that shit that's just shit game. Dude, when I see stuff like that, I'm like I feel bad for anyone who gets it. Who, who I'm like it seems like what? such a I feel like people waste their money on it because they see it as like oh it could be like a fun like guitar hero-ish way to get into guitar. But it's like nah. the people who made it, they Full, fully well know that it's not working i well i don't know I, I don't know if they advertise it like that because the thing is like you can get you can get a, a good score on the song and then you won't have played any of the song on time right i think it's just you're just not practicing the right things i don't know, I don't I, know. i'm not a fan uh, it's fucking whatever i feel like it's a horrible way to get into actual guitar yeah Guitar Hero is probably a good way to get into guitar because, like, this isn't actual guitar, but imagine if it was, and then you have to like, right? You have to like go. I, I think Guitar Hero is a much better way because you're not setting up like the no. this weird way of learning guitar. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the gateway, the gateway to right. ruining your life with buying. It's gear more just non-stop. about like feeling what it. What does it feel like to finally nail a part? Yeah, for sure. You know, that's what Guitar Hero gives you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and finally nailing a part in real life is a it's a whole thing. Yeah. I've, oh, ne- yeah. I've never nailed a part in my life. <laughs> <laughs> never. I always just get through it and hope no one notices. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, feel that. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's enough about Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, this but 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 we should do the case study on on Cyberpunk Guitar Hero. I know. I should well, have... we'll we'll talk about this. We'll get some funding. <laughs> we should get a grant <laughs> a, a, a you know, a, a grant to study this. Yeah. Yeah, the world the, needs to know. The world does need to know. Now, I don't know why this would even matter you know like why would a guitar player who is very proficient at sight reading want to start playing guitar hero well but... bro like yo <laughs> if you stream video games you're gonna make more money than playing real real guitar <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that yeah, okay no, let's okay. move on <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro. Uh, um do you see we're both uh pretty heavy on the the instagram grind kind of you just posted some cool shit oh yeah i um funny story about that actually so i posted i posted this this, a video on friday uh but the day i wrote that was an interesting day uh i i I, so so my sleep schedule is fucked because of the quarantine and like my regular life. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Dude, my, just... my sleep schedule has actually been better than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Like, you're not a normal person. Like, my schedule is like I just I'm just like waking up really late and going to bed really late. So I I had this genius idea that I was gonna stay up all night 
on Wednesday <laughs> and then yeah. go to bed the next day. And I had regular time and like, see if I could reset it. Spoiler, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. Yeah, no but, I did, but I yeah listen buddy it was a good idea in practice i just uh it just didn't work yeah anyways that sounds like a sleep deprived idea i know anyways okay, so anyways. i did it so i so i wrote that that riff i mean not the riff like i i, I definitely recorded it on friday because i couldn't have performed that well like sleep deprived right no chance mm-hmm. um so i wrote like the groove and the drum groove at like 2 a.m that thursday morning Mm-hmm. you know and then I, I stayed up you know i finished my book i went to go see the sunrise <laughs> like at like 6 a.m it was pretty sick okay. honestly it was a pretty lit uh and then and then i got home and i was like okay like you know it's seven i'm gonna like shower have breakfast and see if i can like you know maybe practice and then like evaluate how i feel in the afternoon maybe nap and then go to sleep and mm-hmm. so i'm start i start practicing soloing to that backing track you know in efforts to like record the the, the video at some point and then i just could not do any of it <laughs> i couldn't do any of it like because oh, no. i like my whole like uh improvisation like reflexes you know like being able to like make decisions on time mm. and w- in confidence like went completely away like i could not i couldn't read the midi i had programmed to play it i couldn't like hit the changes on time my phrasing was shit obviously i hadn't slept so then I decided mm-hmm. I decided to nap and then it was noon. <laughs> it was uh yeah, I just wasted the day basically. But the Instagram post was <laughs> yeah. good in the end. Like I uh I, I one taked I one take. I'm very proud of myself that when I record when I pressed record on the camera and on the computer, that first take that I did was the one that ended up being the I final don't think take. I've ever done that. It it happens very rarely. But it's never happened to me with all the recording and the camera. Like it's happened to me a couple of times when I do a, an iPhone vid. Like when I okay. did the the Jack Gardner solo uh, on his track, like that was like first take. I was like, wow, this is this is good enough yeah. for Instagram, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 um, it's pretty rare. That would be an interesting challenge, right? To see, like, to tell people, like, okay, like, this, the one take challenge. Like, you press record and then you post. Right, and you have one take. Oh, man. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. We should start that. Maybe, maybe I'll see if I can make it happen. That'd be good. That'd be yeah. good. There's too much, there's too much miming and editing. I have no, I have no problem for it. I, I, I have no care in the world for people miming. You got to do what you got to do, as we've talked about last time. But I think it'd be interesting to put it, people in a, in a situation where they, if they want to participate, they have to like just do one take. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, think, I mean, there's no way to regulate that, but it could be cool. Well, I think, I think, you know, make a backing track. The rules are iPhone video only first take. <laughs> We, we have to you have to film yourself downloading the backing track <laughs> no i mean yeah we can't you can't cut the camera yeah you can't and then we, you have to face it turn. you <laughs> no, can't I'm just kidding. you can't regulate that part but i think <laughs> we can we can trust the public yeah yeah you know like, cool. bro, i want to do like some can, kind of challenge and hear people play uh, yeah like i can tell if someone wrote a solo you know what i'm oh, saying i mean you can, to some extent, you can tell if someone's sweating because they're improvising or because they're lax because they wrote the solo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like you can tell when I'm improvising and when I've written the solo. Like, there's a clear difference in my mannerism. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I lick my um, lips more when I'm improvising. As you think it is. Sorry. In your mat, I don't think it's a, it's as it's as obvious as you think it right. is. Right. No, of course, but I mean, uh, like, yo, those videos of Guthrie Govan playing to those backing tracks, like he's obviously improvising. You can see him like phrasing in real time, right? But when someone mm-hmm. plays a written solo, this kind of like a lax nature to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, like I, I feel like I can. I, feel, I mean, you know, you know. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'd be wrong most of the time, but I think it'd be interesting to propose the challenge. You know, yeah. Think about it. We'll see what happens. C- could be could be good content. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of why I brought up Instagram. Oh, I kind of wanted to talk about like how how it's a good tool for networking, I guess. Oh yeah, because I I I see people putting stuff on Instagram, but then they're trying to use it to network, mm-hmm. but then they're putting out stuff that kind of sounds garbage, <laughs> or like the quality's just not there. And the way I see it, like if you're putting that stuff out there and then trying to network yourself with it. Like you have to be putting out stuff that yeah, you actually because it's um it's like your uh it's like your, I see it as a business card absolutely or like a CV or something like if you want people like, to I'm hit, sure we've both gotten plenty of opportunities or like absolutely gigs through Instagram yeah because it's it's basically like how do you want to portray yourself to the world right and right. and I I like Instagram for networking way more than I like instagram to like build a fan base because even if you don't have that many fans or like you're not really on the like consistent post grind right like Mm -hmm. you are you're way more on that grind than i am like i'm not posting as much as you and there's a clear Mm -hmm. difference in the interaction between our pages because of that right but in terms of networking i feel like the people who it's weird to say the people who matter in the industry like the people who you want to like interact with in the industry like everybody that's doing cool shit is looking for people that are sick no matter how much exposure they have right like you know there's pages with like way less followers than me that have interacted with these bigger dogs just because they're amazing players right right no that that's what it's about because i see some people being like oh he only got uh he's only friends with this person because he has a bunch of Instagram followers. But yeah, like, I feel like in the prog music scene or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, um, it's more just about, are you good or not? They don't really care. Yeah. Like if someone's looking for, you know, if someone's looking for someone for a job, you know, like me and you are clearly in a niche. Like the second someone needs a guitarist that can do what like I can do, like I'm me and maybe a handful of other guitarists are ready to go right? Like Mm. within like all of America, let's say, you know, like I don't know a guitarist like me in Montreal, you know, like I know maybe a couple, but they're still on a different grind. So in terms of like knowing who's around and who's available, that's what I think Instagram is really good for. Cause it's breaking down the barriers of like knowing your local scene. Right. And it's not, the numbers don't matter. Like the numbers are good. Like if you're trying to sell a product or if you're trying to hype your music up, like that's great. Obviously, but that's a different conversation, right? The networking, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, like I need a bassist. You open Instagram, you know, like, who's available, you know, how much do these right. guys charge? The, and competition is good, right? Like, like all over the world right now, how many bassists can do the prog thing really well? Five, six, less than 10 people. Maybe, well, maybe more, but like I don't know specifically about what you're looking for. Of course. But if you're talking about like, you know, a guy like Jacob, um, I can't yeah. think of his last name. Umansky or like, uh, yeah. what's, uh, the Australian, what's his name? Toby, Toby, yeah, Peterson, so, yeah, Toby, Toby Peterson, like those guys, like are in that bass niche, but who else is in that kind of thumping, like technical bass player? Who else is there? You right. know, I can maybe I think. Know. I know. I'm sure there are more. Of who course, just aren't on the, Instagram, but yeah. they're not on Instagram, so I don't freaking know who they are. Yeah, and I'm sure there's like <laughs> a bunch of them that I just don't know. But off the top of my mind, yeah. the list is short. Right? Maybe I haven't interacted with them. Or maybe mm. they haven't like actively tried to network. Right. But in uh, as like a musician, you're always looking for a mu- other musicians, and any freelancing type endeavor is like that, right? Like you want to be able to network with people who can do what you need them to do, right? Because if I need something done, I'm gonna go to the person that's gonna get it done the quickest and the best. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna take a chance on someone that I've never seen them do work. Right. Which is why, right, this, exactly. That's why Instagram Which is, is why so I great. Like Instagram. Yeah. You know, if someone hits also, me up, it's it, like, yeah, if someone hits me up for a solo, like they know that I've done this, they can just look at my page and see that I can do the work. Same thing for you. Same thing for all right. these bases. Right. But if you hit up someone that's never uh, done like quality work, you don't know. You don't know if they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'd also say that's why it's so important that you're only putting out 
high quality playing. It doesn't have to look the best or like sound perfect, but like you need high quality playing because you're the one curating your Instagram. Absolutely. Or whatever pro, whatever um, thing you're using, you know, maybe Facebook or something. Sure. But Instagram's the main one. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, if I look at your page and you have some stuff that's not that great, and I'm like, you had a choice to not post this, but you posted it anyways. It makes me think that's the best you could put out at for that thing. Yeah, I think there's a bit wrong with the way with thinking of it like that. Just because if that's how... I guess it depends what your goal with posting is. Right. Like, are you trying to show this is what I can do? Or are you trying to show your progress? On yeah, something? If, something, if something is clearly bad, like it's bad, obviously. But... Uh, I think if everybody thinks that way, there might be this wave of fake playing, right? Like if everybody, cause oh, if yeah. everybody's editing everything, then everybody has to edit everything to keep up, right? It's like it's like being university and taking yeah. Adderall. If everybody's taking Adderall, you have to take Adderall because it's the average. But there's a big difference between bad playing and absolutely perfect, for sure, completely edited playing. <laughs> of course, and a lot of the playing that goes up on my Instagram, I end up hating pretty quickly after. You yeah, know? but but that's I'm not really talking about something like that because you're playing that you post no matter what the video or audio quality is, I can tell it's a high level. Right. You you know you wouldn't post something with mistakes or that has bad tone or bad intonation or whatever. You know. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Like you're you're looking for that standard. I guess I don't even know who I'm talking to at this point. Like who? Who am I giving this message yeah, who, to? Who is bad? Know. Who's really bad on Instagram that we can? Who's take really bad but really trying to network at the same time? Yeah, I who can know. we? Who we can? Who can we talk <laughs> mad shit about right now? I don't know. No one really comes to mind because if someone did that, like I'm just not, I'm not even like thinking about them. Like the type of people yeah, that exactly. like messages you, like, hey man, like I really like this. Would you like check out my page and see what's up? Sometimes I check out their pages and then sometimes it's really bad. And I'm just like, okay, like you got to get some priorities straight. Yeah, dog. So I guess don't do that. Don't, don't like do that. <laughs> try to share yourself when you're not ready. Yeah. But like, what does it mean to be ready? Right. Cause some people will never do anything because they think they're not ready. Well, I, I never reached out to people who I like looked up to or who I, right. I always, I always just collaborate with, I always hit up people right after they follow me back. I'm just like, yo man, <laughs> that's what like, you did with me. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously what I did with you. I was like, yo man, I fucking love your shit. Thanks for the follow back, bro. You know, I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> it's a huge move. Like I, I uh, I'm actually pretty bad at Instagram networking. I just kind of let people hit me up. <laughs> no, nah, you're killing it. You're <laughs> killing it, bro. It's better. It's better that way. I'm just like, do you have like a, a tech, a way that you think about it? no i'm just like i'm just like well if someone follows me back like the dm is like totally fair game right so i'm just like yo like thanks for the follow back bro i've been following your shit for like literally six years like you are amazing thank you Mm -hmm. because i'm just and then and then you know like most of the time it's like yo bro you're sick bro so then it's like it's like the circle jerk like and all of a sudden you're fucking having beers uh you know you're having beers at a bar in la like that's just that's just step one step two yeah so it's just, uh, that's so funny like that's that that's I know, a, the, the the circle thing of oh you're good no you're good yeah exactly it's that's so stupid. that's the <laughs> ideal scenario but yeah i don't know like it's other, a great feeling but it's very silly <laughs> other than that like i just try to i just try to i just try to always do sick shit myself mm-hmm. and i always try to be genuine about telling people that they're also doing sick shit okay yeah exactly that's another thing is you have to be extremely genuine there's no point in trying to do this if you're like a a sleaze bag right or like trying to fake your way into yeah exactly like connections and stuff like you know there's a lot of amazing players out there Mm -hmm. and i know that if those guys made an effort like make put an effort to like reach out to me it would make me feel good so i just put i try to do that to all these players that i respect right like when i see a video of a guy i respect i check it out i'm just like damn that was sick i'm gonna fucking comment that right you know damn that was sick because yeah because it's like I, you ever you ever comment you ever talk shit no nah. comment no nah, i mean right. That's the that's the correct response. Never. <laughs> that's so never. crazy that people do that. Yeah, I I I'll like if something posts 
something controversial, like something that I might have a different take on. Like I'm down to start, start conversations, but it's never from a place of attacking people. Right. Like I would never talk shit for someone. Like I've given constructive criticisms on posts of people that are clearly like working on some shit, but mm -hmm. I'd never, uh, I'd never just, I, I'm not going to fucking talk shit, bro. <laughs> no, never. It, I, Yo, check out my page for I have uh, no a feature. To. Yo, check your DMs for a feature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck <No>. those posts. <laughs> oh, I know. There's a little stupid. Um, well, I guess this kind of leads into another thing. So, you know, we, we both get a decent amount of people viewing the stuff. Not everyone that comments is commenting something nice. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you end up just ignoring anyone that, like, is trying to talk shit on you? Uh... Uh, sometimes or do you like engage with it it depends i try not to i've been pretty good like i, I it is what's really cool is when someone talks shit and then someone else uh, mm -hmm. uh <laughs> talks shit to them i, I yeah. like that because it's like yes fight it's also because <laughs> that person responding can be way more aggressive than it would be appropriate for you to be yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm just like good fucking get it bro let's go <laughs> you know you just comment the popcorn emoji like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I fuck with that i like and yo like common fights are great for me <laughs> yo the more comments i get good or bad the better yeah. the algorithm will treat me so fight all you want well how do you think is there is there any that like actually get to you or does it have to be like very specific uh, to something that you care about nothing gets to me there was a few that i just found annoying there was one that uh there, w there was one okay there so there's two that i would get a lot a long time ago <laughs> oh, yeah. not anymore there's one where it was like oh you're never smiling and i was like yo bro like i'm literally trying to nail this uh, take yeah. like fuck off <laughs> yeah who cares about that? yeah and then there was one oh man bro i still get this sometimes it's like yo like i didn't know post malone could play guitar oh that's not talking shit though. no i know but i <laughs> hate just... it bro because it's i get it so often uh, i get it like I'd, I've gotten messages that I look like Mark Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah. I got the Post Malone thing a lot more when I had long hair. I actually did Post yeah. Malone for Halloween a couple times. You know, drew on my face, braided my hair type of thing. Uh, but, like, no, nah, I don't oh, get so that much. you played into it. Yeah, I played into it. It's easy. <laughs> I, you know, you got to own it mark juliana okay well maybe less about instagram then do you how do you take negativity towards like music that you write um if it's constructive like i read it but usually if the because it usually comes from people that haven't done much themselves right so like mm -hmm. if you don't do much yourself but have like something to add to this work that i've put 12 months of my life in I don't think you like, I think like it's not really your place. If someone tells me something, if someone who I respect tells me something, I I'll take it. But mm -hmm. usually like by the time something's out, I'm not taking criticisms. And at that point, like if right, I show you, it. if I show you a mix or a demo, like give me all the criticisms you want. And I, I'm actively yeah. looking for that when I'm, when it's a work in progress, obviously. Right. Of course. But after it's out, if you're if you're like looking to criticize like you're not really you know you don't get it like if it's out it's because i've decided that it's done right like i'm not gonna go right. back and do something so like your constructive criticism like is going to nowhere so i think i think mm. i i know it's well-intentioned but frankly i think people that do that don't really understand what they're doing you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I I'm not I'm definitely not against people being critical of music cuz Of course, of course. I understand that stuff isn't for everybody. I I think more like um how do you say it to the artist? Yeah. Cuz you have to like put yourself in their headspace. Be like this person worked so put so much time into this. Absolutely. Art, yeah. right? And art is such a subjective thing anyways, right? So you not liking something, what would you saying why you don't like it or saying that you don't like it benefit anyone except you just getting shit off your chest? Yeah, exactly. Like if, if, you know, 
if something's out, chances are it's done. And you can only evaluate art on if you think the artist was successful in doing what they set out to do. And if you think they weren't, mm -hmm. that's that's up to you, bro. But like, uh. yeah, I think the stuff that gets to me is when people are overly confident that their opinion is like the opinion. Yeah, it's like their opinion is like the one that everyone should have. Yeah, and that's the stuff that annoys me. Or you know what I actually really don't like? It's like, oh, you guys should release an instrumental version. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Like, bro, like, some people like instrumental music. I know, but like, bro, like the singer's part of the band. If you want to, mm. if you want, if you want, like, ugh, it's so fucking stupid, bro. If you want an instrumental version of my track, buy my stems and make your own. <laughs> That's funny. You yeah. should say that to people. Yeah, I stole that from Periphery. Misha said that a couple of times, but like, it's oh, true, okay. bro. Like, like, fuck off. That's like, funny. you don't like the most important aspect of my music. <laughs> Right, that's like being like, oh, I wish you released a guitarless version. I don't like the guitar. Yeah, like, what like, are you talking about? That's like the song. The song is the guitar. The song is the guitar. This every song is the vocals, man. Like, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with listening to the instrumental versions of records, but asking for it, I think, is kind of entitled as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're not thinking about it like it's that big of a well, deal. Well, obviously, those people saying. don't really think that much before they say things. <laughs> Damn, you're going, hard. you're going in. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, if we keep going much longer, I think I'm about to talk some much, some mad shit. So we should, uh, we should, uh, we should end it right here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks. Leave the shit talking to. Yeah, uh, leave the shit to after talking the to after podcast is over. But yeah, so. Um, <laughs> You can follow uh, me and Josh on Instagram. Our Instagram handles are at the corners of the page. At Joseph is at Joseph underscore is underscore rad. And at Josh Della. We're both working on some music. And uh, we'll uh, be back. Maybe. Goodbye. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Bye. <laughs>